Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. daughter. I'm Lori. I'm the mom. Happy December. Happy <laughs> December. We've made it. We trucked through our least favorite month. Remember, we always talk about how we hate November. Yeah. I think yeah. we might have turned it around this year. You think so? I don't know. All of our episodes, I love them all they were in fire. November. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't listened to everyone, go back. Hilarious. Those are some of my like new favorite episodes. I listened to last week's and my gut hurt. I was laughing so <laughs> Was it a gut puncher? <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> Sometimes I don't realize we're so funny. I know. I think we're pretty funny. <laughs> oh, so... uh but yeah, I think we turned it around. We are a little <laughs> bit of like hot messes though, and I want to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we talk about this every week. Yeah, it's, well, it's we're only always gotten a hot mess. worse <laughs> since October has made her arrival, and it's not her fault. She's oh, no. beautiful and perfect, and you know. But like, if we have a spare second, we're spending it oh my with gosh. her. Yeah, um, obviously. So like, everything else is getting like where mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to get our shit together in January. That's what I'm, you know that's what? What I'm saying. We say that every that's year. my new motto. <laughs> that's why I said November hits and it just all goes fucking downhill until January. <laughs> I need to just like hibernate. <laughs> but so you were. Oh my gosh. You were on like a rant. She, was you know I? what? Yeah. I was like, let's have some soup. And she's like, we'll never again buy Campbell's soup. Yes. No. Cam- Campbell's chicken noodle. Let me preface this by <laughs> saying I haven't eaten Campbell's like soup yeah. for. <laughs> Years, yeah, like years. Okay, and so okay. I was like, I'm just gonna take. You know, I'm just gonna, gonna take a taste. I was like, I'm gonna take some of this to work because I yeah. just crack it open and yeah. And then she came home and she reported that it was the saltiest thing she's like, ever eaten. Oh my she's god! Like, Don't ever fucking bring that soup home again, <laughs> you bitch! It was so was salty. So. Salty. And then so she it was like a salt lick. Yeah. And you were like for days, you were like, I can't get over how salty that was. You were like really upset about it. <laughs> so then you said it to Jake. Yeah. Because again, you were like ranting. He's she was smarter than she us. was like, motherfucker, this soup was so salty. And he's like, Did you cut it with water? <laughs> I said, I looked at the can and said heat and serve. That word after Campbell's says condensed. <laughs> So he picks up the can. He's like, no, no, you're supposed to add water. You're supposed to add water. Hence, it won't be so salty. And then he said you were practically eating bouillon. Is that how you say that word? That's how I say it. Bouillon? Bouillon. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. So mess. Holy Hot fucking mess. I was like, I need a blood pressure cuff after eating that soup. (laughs) She was so upset. Oh, fuck. Oh, my gosh. And then I'm over here. I just, I wear the same shirt every day. (laughs) And it is covered in baby puke. Um, Today, I tried to put makeup on. One of my brushes fell in the toilet. I didn't tell either of you that until right this second. And I stared at it for a minute, and I was like, should I I keep it? Should I keep it? (laughs) Can I save it? Why are you putting your makeup on over the commode? (laughs) Do we have, like, a window ledge? 
above the sink and toilet, and it rolled to the wrong side. We have the smallest bathroom. <laughs> no, it's, ever. It's really fucking small. I've hit my head off the sink like at least fifty times. Well, speaking of the commode, I may or may not have sharded myself the other day. <laughs> I was gonna say we're all shitting ourselves. Was it the progies? I don't know what I it was. We- I trusted a fart when I had no business and doing so. That's exactly what happened to me. I was having PTSD. I think we ate tainted progies. Absolutely. Here we go. We always get back to the shit talk. <laughs> You know, Jeez. can't be avoided. Yeah. Um, I did not keep the makeup brush. I decided. Did you, did you pitch I it? I decided I could spare an extra five dollars. Okay. And I tossed my one. undies. <laughs> <laughs> the undies, however, could not be saved. All right, Christmas gift <laughs> gift tins. Lee needs new makeup brushes. She needs new undies. <laughs> Don't fucking buy him underwear. You have a thing with buying me underwear. We've talked about this. Boxer briefs is what I go for usually. I like Levi's and Dickies. Well, yeah, he has like very specific that would underwear be very requirements. Weird. I know. I would not buy you underwear. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Please don't. <laughs> but I did finish putting my makeup on, and I think some. I told you this. I think somehow my face looks worse. <laughs> I said you look beautiful, just like you do every day. You know what? Thank you, Laura. <laughs> I feel like, you know what? I, before the baby, I reached that point in life where, like, your makeup routine is your makeup routine. Yeah, like, it's yeah. never going to change. It is what it is. I'm not learning any new tricks. <laughs> just like my aunt's blue shadow. Exactly. Me. That's why you see old people cling. Because we don't know. <laughs> us old people don't know how to do anything else. But then after the baby, my makeup Ooh. routine got cut, like, <laughs> I'm only doing one eye today. So now, it kind of always just looks like I have leftover makeup on from the day <laughs> But no, that's me trying. Yeah. Well, mine looks like I don't even know what because I, there's literally nothing left. I am like— You're scraping. I am scraping. Okay. I was like, look, I'm like, this is empty. We need to take a trip. We need to, to take a trip. To the makeup store. <laughs> it's just—it's time. We say it all the time. We say it all the time. We have no time. Yeah, but we need— Hey, but what? I did something really cute for you. You know what? You did. I did. Yeah. Because speaking of time— What? And not having any. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said, I don't know when we're going to put up the Christmas decorations. I was like, you know what? Call it. We don't need <laughs> not, it this year. You said we're not putting up any this year. I said I we can't. can't. Because the thought of putting it away— I could cry. I could literally cry. So we walked downstairs on December 1st, and Laura had, you know. I stayed up, yeah. You stayed up all night and decorated for Christmas. I did. It was like a little Christmas fairy. Sprinkled her magic I around know. the house. It was beautiful. Oh, my God. I cried. You can did ask you? Jake. I full-on cried. Did I you? Like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I wish I could have seen your face when I was sleeping. You were, it, yeah, it was like four in the morning. <laughs> you put my silver tree up. I have I one know. of those, like, night. what is that, 1950s? Like 50s, I think, yeah. Oh, I love those silver trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's just magical. Cute. So, you know what? We're going to get our shit together. It is the small acts of love. They're going to keep us going. TM. TM. TM that. TM that shit. That was fucking beautiful. That was just absolutely. You know what? We don't need to say anything else. We're doing the best we can. I say TM. TM. I see that. I say that at least like 50 plus times a day. I'm not kidding. I'm like, I'm doing the best I can in all areas, in every way. <laughs> oh my god. So that's where we're at. Yeah. But we're gonna you know what? December's gonna be great. I'm Wonderful. gonna put it out there. Right. We're gonna get it together. And January. Come January. <laughs> <laughs> come 
come January. It's the year of transformation. That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah, I love that. I love it. This is the year of transforming things. Yes. <laughs> yes Making Lord. shit happen. Yeah, I love right. that. I love it. All right, so let's get on with it because... Um, <laughs> January 2nd. <laughs> I'm over this now. <laughs> I always say, like, on January 2nd, next year will be my year. Like, <laughs> we'll get them next time. <laughs> I gave it the old college go. <laughs> Fuck. I'm uh, thrown in the towel. This year's going to be different. That's right, it is. This year's going to be is. different. All right, so I'm going to get into it. Yeah. Uh, go visit our Patreon. There's things coming come January, in all honesty. We've yes. got some things planned for the new year. Go check that out. Yes. Uh, rate us on Spotify and Apple. Please. Come on, friends. You know, free 99. Just hit some buttons. It really helps the show. Show us some love. Or you know what else you could do? What could you do? Tell your friends. Tell a friend. If you think we're funny, if you like listening to us, <laughs> if you get... Any pleasure out of listening to us from week to week. I shouldn't have said it that way, but it sounded dirty. Please tell your friends. Yeah, if you pleasure yourself to Uncle Bob's magic cabinet, tell your fucking friend. (laughs) Yes, share. Share with your friends. Please do though. Please do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was great, Lord. Mm-hmm. I love awesome. I love when you when you chime into my spiel. I love it. Uh if you don't rate us on both Spotify and Apple, Factor Shake, what's gonna happen? If you don't, five stars on each. I'm gonna let them keep saying pleasure yourself. <laughs> yeah, why did we say it so many times? I don't know. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Hey, but on a different note, trying what? to get away from that, I found all of my Nicholas. <laughs> stickers. Oh my god, yeah. I gave you a task last week and she found all of the Nicolas Cage stickers. In the nick so, of time. Just in the nick of time. No, no naked Nicky Cage for me. <laughs> the in Lord. the nick NIC of time. Man, we could TM that. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, in the nick of time. <laughs> Lord just got it. Took a minute. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so all of your presents will not be Nicolas Thank Cage themed. You can go goodness. watch it on TikTok. I did film her Every mm-hmm. time she found a little cage, so mm-hmm. you can see where I hit all of them. I tried to blend him in with our surroundings yes. as much as possible. I have my coffee mug. It's my Goodfellas coffee mug, and you put his face over Joe Pesci. Yeah, and imagine, he's yelling at Ray Liotta. Imagine Nick Cage and Goodfellas. <laughs> like that's what that was Nightmare. my thought process behind that. I was like, wow, this should really happen. They should remake it, and Nick Cage is the star of the show. <laughs> He's like screaming at Ray Liotta. I know. That's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Lord, I knew that you would get a chuckle I know, out of that I one. I loved it. Okay. I love it. I'm keeping the sticker on there. I, right? Right. I, we're keeping him around the house. I've decided. He kind of he kind of meshes with the vibe in here. Okay, so I'm gonna get into my topic. Get into because it. it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a big one. I'm gonna Zip have verbose. to be I'm gonna have to be verbose again. <laughs> People have requested this and you kept telling me specifically I that I had it. to do this. Loved it. Um, I'm talking about Dr. Sleep today from 2019. Yes. We Loved don't it. normally or we rarely cover like new. Super new, yeah. Because you know what? This is the first time I've watched a new movie. In a really long time, like <laughs> 2019. a new, new movie. <laughs> yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I really liked it. So, and good. I'm kind of shocked. I actually liked it so much that I made Fact Check Jake go and watch it. I was like, yeah. Oh my god! When you're hanging out with the baby, put this on. Yeah. Um, and we all really liked it. Yeah, it took me like three years to see it because, as we all know, I am not a fan of The Shiny. Yeah. So here is where I yeah. will say, um, this is a direct sequel to Stanley Kubrick's. 
version of The Shining. They did try to like do some things with the novel because it's mm-hmm. based on a Stephen King novel, mm-hmm. um, but it's mainly a sequel to the movie we all know. Yes. We talked about this last year, or no, in January. I did think we, we kicked yeah. off the year with The Shining. Okay. It's none of our favorite no, horror films, no. but you kind of did make me appreciate it a little yeah, more. Yeah, I appreciate it a little more, and after watching this movie, I appreciate it. I liked where they went well. in this movie. Yeah. Um. So the original Shining that we're talking about is from 1980. So I do suggest either you go and watch The Shining if you're not familiar with it before mm-hmm. today's episode, or you can listen to us talk about it, which yeah. I think is more fun. Hilarious. <laughs> That's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I think it's like around episode 85 or something. Uh. So do one of those two, or you might be a little lost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna do my best. This okay. was a fucking two and a half hour long movie. I- no. I said, were you trying to fucking torture me? And they were. there were so many twists and turns. I said, how the fuck am I supposed to describe <laughs> how this? How am I supposed to explain this? So, I'm sure you'll do wonderfully. I'm going to give it a go. All right. Fantasy slash horror film rated R. Mm-hmm. Uh, tagline, the world will shine again. Oh, I like Get that. Get it? Yeah. I like that. Uh, written and directed by Mike. Flanagan. Yes. When you told me that, I was like, oh. I was shocked. I did not know that. I think that we can all officially say we are Mike Flanagan fans. Yes. Flana fans. Flanalos. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. I fuck with this dude. Yeah. I really like his vision. Like, he just has a tone to his projects that yeah. I really like. If you don't know, he did Haunting of Hill House, yes. like our favorite, and then Midnight Mass. Mm-hmm. He recently did the, was it Midnight Club? Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed Go check that. that out. Yeah. I'm a huge flan. <laughs> Just flam. <laughs> oh, fuck. TM. Yeah. No one's And he, that. like, uses some of the same characters, and I love that. Yeah, he's becoming one of those people that uses the same cast same of characters. Same people, yeah. Very Adam Sandler-esque. Yes. Okay. Um, but I like it. I like seeing mm-hmm. the people pop up, and there are a lot of those people in this film. Yes. All right, so again, based on a Stephen King novel, mm-hmm. he did write a sequel to The Shining that I think— think from what I can gather I haven't read it kind of ignored the movie because as oh, we talked yeah. about remember he was not a fan he of the did Shining. not like the movie yeah so here is the cast Ewan Ewan McGregor is that I love him and you know what this is what prompted me to actually finally say okay I'm gonna watch it because I love him you like him I, he I think he's a great actor fantastic in this yeah. he is Dan Torrance mm-hmm. uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat mm-hmm. Carl Lumley as Dick Halloran, or is it Halloran? Halloran? Dick Halloran. Halloran. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kylie Kern as Abra Stone. Cliff Curtis as Billy Freeman. Zon McLaren as Crow Daddy. I cannot get over that Crow name. Daddy. Every time they said Crow Daddy in this movie, you I was like, Crow Daddy is all. I don't know why I thought it was so fucking funny. Crow Daddy. Crow Daddy. <laughs> um, and Emily Allen Lind as Snakebite Andy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me remind you of what The Shining is. Yes. Not the movie, but like what The Shining means in this world. Right. Okay. Um, it is so being able to shine is being able to communicate with others using the mind and gives people the ability to see things that have happened in the past or will happen in the future. So mm-hmm. it is a mix of telepathy and clairvoyance. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Gotcha. Here's your rundown. We open in 1980 in the great land of Florida, which fact check Jake calls heaven's waiting room. And I can't unhear it. (laughs) And I think we can all agree. (laughs) Um, Young Violet hears someone singing Wild Irish Rose down by the water. Mm -hmm. So she goes to scope it out. Right. Uh, The singing woman offers Violet a flower. 
and tells her that her name is Rose the Hat because she's known for wearing a special magical hat that's like, <laughs> it's like a top hat. A magical hat, yeah. Like that magicians wear. Kind I, of steampunkish. Kind of, yeah, yeah. She is very steampunkish, but yeah. like, why you gotta wear this hat? I felt so bad she had to lug that thing around <laughs> this whole fucking movie. <laughs> Rose the Hat says that Violet is special and magical, too. And as she's saying this, random people start appearing all around them. Right. Rose the Hat's eyes glow blue, and her and the random people start grabbing at Violet, and we later learn that Violet disappears. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yikes. Okay. So there's a lot of, like I said, flash-forwarding mm-hmm. in this film. I was so pissed at you. I was like, Lord. A lot of hops. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now we're going to flash over to little Danny Torrance directly after the events of The Shining. Yes. Which I think is a really cool idea. Right. He is still traumatized by what happened at the Overlook Hotel. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really speak, and he doesn't want to shine anymore. Right. Okay, and he is quite literally haunted by the ghost of Dick Halloran, who tries to help him. Right, I I know, I know. Um, Dick warns Danny that to dark things, the shining is like food. Right. And the darkest things are the hungriest, and they'll eat what shines. And this is his explanation of, like, what happened at the hotel. Dick tells Danny that he has to use his gift and create a box in his mind to trap the spirits that torment him. Right. And so that's just what Danny yeah. does. Like, you see him go into his mind, and he has these cases. Yeah. yeah. And, and he locks them in. He locks them yeah. away. So now we're going to flash forward to adult Danny Torrance. Dan. Dan. He's dropped the, <laughs> the knee. He is just Dan. Just Dan. <laughs> no knee. <laughs> no knee. Uh, we're in New Jersey 2011. Okay. Wow. wow. What a time to be in New Jersey. Is that when Jersey Shore hit? <laughs> I feel like it wasn't right I don't then. know. I, I tried to block that from my mind. Jersey Shore definitely happened. It had to happen way before that. So, wow. What a time to be in Jersey. There you go. You know? Um, okay. And he's not doing well. Danny Torrance. No. His mom has passed away at this point. He has become a bit of an alcoholic. He doesn't mind drugs. He dabbles. (laughs) He dabbles in drugs. (laughs) He drifts all around. Yeah. uh, Sleeps around. He's just quite frankly a fucking mess. He's a hot mess. He's a hot mess because of his visions. Right. um, Because of his gift. Um, Think about some PTSD. Yeah, just just a little bit. (laughs) Uh, But ghost dick. (laughs) Ghost dick is still trying to guide him. He'll like pop up from time to time. I know, and I love it. I know. He's not Scatman Crothers, but... I know, a good and you know what? I was a little bit sad. A good likeness. Because well, I do love know. the scat man. Is he, is he dead? <laughs> he passed away, oh, I'm sure. R.I.P. scat. <laughs> I'm the scat man. <laughs> All right. After Danny takes it a little too far, he kind of hits rock bottom. Yes. He ends up in New Hampshire, where he meets a friend who gets him some help through Alcoholics Anonymous. And I love this friend. Was his name yes. Billy? Yes. Oh, my God. I loved, loved him. Loved him. He winds up getting his shit together enough to grab a job as a hospice orderly. Mm-hmm. And he starts to use his shining gift to comfort the dying patients. So, so he knows when they're about to die and yeah. he goes and sits with them and yeah. kind of just like walks yeah. them through. And he's like a friend. Yeah, And he's awesome. aided by a little cat. And they call him Doc. Yeah. I know. Ouch. But this little cat follows him around too because the cat also can shine. Yeah. And yeah. it knows when people yeah. are going to die. So in doing this, he is given the nickname Dr. Sleep. There's uh, your title. There you go. So meanwhile, this whole time we've been getting glimpses of Rose the Hat, Rose the Top Hat, <laughs> and her <laughs> helper slash lover, Crow Daddy. I really cannot. <laughs> Sounds like a porn star name. <laughs> Crow Daddy. Crow Daddy. Um, and they've just discovered Snakebite Andy, a quote-unquote pusher who has the ability to make anyone do anything she wants. Mm-hmm. So if she says you're feeling tired, you get tired. Right. 
et cetera. Yeah. Uh, Jump in front of that car. You do it. You'll do it. Right. Turns out Rose runs the True Knot, which is a group of magical people that eat the essence or steam of those with the shining in order to live longer. Yeah. Like they're immortal. Kind of. Well, no, they're not immortal. No. Not immortal. (laughs) Not immortal. They just like. They can live for a very long time. For a very fucking long time. As long as they eat well. Is that what she says? Yeah, their motto is eat well, stay young, live long. So there you go. Instead of eating Snakebite Andy's steam, Rose the Hat asks her to join the gang, which she does by consuming little uh, Florida violets. You know, from yeah. the beginning, her leftover steam yeah. during a nice little, like, beach ritual. <laughs> yeah. It was very the craft. <laughs> the craft <laughs> gone real bad. <laughs> so now we flash forward again eight yeah. years to 29. I think now we're in 2019. So Here we are. We're in present day when it came out. There you go. Danny is sober, okay, still helping patients. Mm-hmm. He's still Dr. Sleep. And over the years, he has formed a telepathic connection with a young girl named Abra Stone. I love Abra, Abra Stone. not Kadabra. Yeah, because she was like... <laughs> Likes yeah. to say abracadabra. She's mm-hmm. magic. Yeah. Um, Abra can shine almost just as bright as Danny, if not more. Right. She can like really read people's minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get on in there. Get, she can <laughs> leaf around. <laughs> she can get on in there. She can like astral project and yeah. shit. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, one night, Abra is sleeping when she is hit with a vision of a young boy dying at the hands of the true knot. Yikes. Okay, so not that, many movies, yeah. especially new horror movies, scare me. Mm-hmm. This, specifically yeah. this scene made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. Because they, like, kind of show you them killing this yeah. kid. And it's really brutal. It is. And it's, yeah, it's disturbing. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So while Abra is looking in on what's happening to this boy, uh, Rose the Hat notices her. Yes. She said, we have a looker. Because mm-hmm. Rose the Hat is, like, the most powerful yeah. whatever. It's it's the top hat. <laughs> She's the top dog it's, it's in the all, top hat. It's all in the hat. Um, so the shining just isn't as common in 2019, right? right? So Rose and the True Knot are essentially starving to death. Because right. remember, they have to eat right. to stay alive. As we all do. <laughs> we just eat different things. I bouillon. <laughs> Laura prefers a thick, condensed, salt salt lick. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I have been surviving off of (laughs) Pop-Tarts, shockingly enough. (laughs) Oh, my my gosh. This is real life, folks. This is real life. (laughs) Just hot mess. I warned you. (laughs) Okay, so they're starving to death. All right. So when she gets a, like a whiff mm-hmm. of Abra, because yeah. Abra's so magical, she begins tracking her down because she wants to have like a mega munch. She, she, says, <laughs> she, she wants says, a buffet. <laughs> she wants a buffet. She says that the whole true knock can survive off yeah. of Abra's steam for like a long time. Nice. So long story very short. Again, this movie is long. I have it's to leave out long. details or we would yeah. literally, I can't be that verbose. <laughs> My husband would divorce me. <laughs> So long story short, Abra finds Dan. Right. Okay, because they have this connection and she needs his help. Right. They acknowledge that they both can shine. Mm -hmm. They talk about what that means. And they know that the true knot is after Abra now. True knot, not good. (laughs) Not good. And they set up a trap for Rose's gang who has, like, started tracking them down. Yeah. They kill a lot of them, if not all of them, I think. Most of them, uh, yeah. Minus Rose the Hat. So that means Crow Daddy. R.I.P. R.I.P. Crow R.I.P. Daddy. And Rose the Hat was getting that dick. Okay. <laughs> so now she's like really She's really pissed, pissed off okay? now. She really liked Crow Daddy. <laughs> 
Danny realizes that they can't overpower Rose on their own because yeah. now she's like eaten all of the steam they had left over. Right. And so she's like, she's hulked the fuck out. <laughs> so him and Abra head to the now abandoned Overlook Hotel. Yes. Because it is essentially dangerous for people that shine. Like it, it consumes feeds off of it them. Feeds yeah. off of them. That's right. how it comes to life. Right. So it will like consume them. Right. So they figure if it's dangerous for them, it's dangerous for Rose the Hat. As Danny walks through the empty halls, it starts to come alive again. Mm-hmm. I really like this part of the movie. It really, they, it's done so well. It is in that Mike Flanagan yeah, way, right? Um, oh yeah, very cool. It does feel very Hill Housey. Yes, um, and it calls back to the original film. And as someone who doesn't even really like The Shining, right? I was like, oh, this is this really is cool. cool. It's the return of saggy titties. <laughs> You see her? Vajish and all. Dude, the bush was out. I was like, okay. <laughs> there but she they, is. They're probably thinking most people wouldn't see it because it's like, turn away, turn <laughs> away. I looked right at it. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Oh, shit. So Rosa Hat arrives and a big, like, psychic scuffle ensues. Okay. Danny tries to trap her in one of his mind boxes, but she Mm -hmm. overpowers him at the last minute. But just in time, Dan opens up all All of his mind boxes. And so the starving Overlook Hotel ghosts pop out. Yes. And they have themselves a tasty (laughs) little treat with Rose's top hat. Yeah. (laughs) Her and the top hat don't make it. (laughs) R.I.P. R.I.P. to that top hat. The hotel ghosts then possess Danny. Yes. And try to get him to kill Abra. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of come full circle now. Just like his dad went crazy. Now Danny is going a little crazy. Yeah. Uh, But he holds the ghosts off long enough to let Abra escape. Right. He heads down to the boiler room and he sets the place on fire. He lights that bitch up. He lights that bitch up, which apparently this is a call to the novel. That's how Stephen King's original Shining novel ended, I believe. So that was them trying to appease him. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) Um, Before Danny dies, he sees a vision of his younger self being comforted by his mom. Oh my gosh. Ow. Ow. Cue the tears. I was bawling. Falling like a bitch. Yeah. Uh, flash forward a bit, and now Abra speaks to Danny's spirit, who I his. Know. So he's kind of like the Dick Hollerin yes, now. Yes. Um, and he tells he's her, her. He tells her to shine on, <laughs> shine on, you crazy motherfucking. Diamond. I think that's an ELO song. <laughs> okay, we went different directions, <laughs> way different directions, and then the movie ends with her seeing saggy titties. <laughs> She's adopted all of his now, ghosts. So now she's like taken on the Overlook Hotel yeah, ghosts. Yeah. And you see her close the door, which I think means like she's going to learn she's how to the lock them up. Yeah. And that is the end. Lock it down. Lock it down. That's the end of Dr. Sleep. I love this How'd movie. How would I do? Because it's a twisty and it turning is a twisty, movie. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It Go took watch me like it. four hours. Yeah. To, even though you did the synopsis, there's so many other details so, oh and God. interesting things and characters like Jack Torrance makes it. He has a conversation. I was going to say, yeah, you really have to go see it because I, like I said, I had to leave out a lot of details, but especially towards the end, mm-hmm. you see all of those shining ghosts yes. come back and they're played by different people. Yeah. And it's just but really, But the likeness really cool. is like they do a good job the way the, you know, the cinematography girl, hits. I don't have it written down. The girl that did Shelley Duvall's part, holy she shit. Did well. I literally thought it was Shelley Duvall in yeah. the one scene. And the way the camera, yeah, I thought they were just using a scene from the original movie. I think they only did that like they yeah. did that very sparingly. Yeah. Yeah. There was all recreations and they did good. They did a good job. You know what? 
10 out of 10. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. All right. So what is my lesson? What is your lesson? I don't know. This is not what I thought this movie was about. I I thought it was about, because of the title, Dr. Sleep, I kind of thought it was about like dreaming or something, which there is. You thought it was like Dr. Giggles? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Dude, I fucking, I love that movie. (laughs) Dr. Giggles was the shit. Uh, Dr. Strange. I don't know. I think I was just getting kind of confused. But it had dawned on me that we have not really talked about telepathy. Right. Is it telepathy? No. That's <laughs> telepathy. Yeah, that's a fish. <laughs> nope. <laughs> telepathy. Tele- telepathy. 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 Yeah. I cannot say this word. Which I'm so, probably saying so, it wrong. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> you know, Jake's not here to fact check us and, you know. Like every episode lately, the baby starts to cry and he has to go and help her. So he's not here to fact check our fucking shit. It's kind of like the nesting dolls from last week. I find out they're really old. <laughs> I do have mud on my face. Well, how about in my Witch Was Burlesque the, the other day? I fucking got the movies Burlesque and Showgirls completely mixed up. That's why we need Jake. That's we why really we need, need Jake. We're just like left loose in here, and this is not good. Really be careful with what, like, some people told me they take notes oh while they're God. listening to us. Cheapers. And we've also, side note, been getting the comment that we're wholesome. Uh, <laughs> do you really? think we're wholesome? I do not think we're wholesome. We're like raunchy wholesome. Is that, can that is be that a it? thing? Raunchy TM. wholesome? <laughs> I don't know. I made it up. All right. So. Is that another word for naivete? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are correct. So I was like, I keep getting these movies where telepathy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tilapia. <laughs> Is served for dinner. <laughs> I can't say this. This is going to be fucked up. <laughs> Take a shot every time I mispronounce this damn word. I keep getting this. I don't know if, like, maybe I need to explore telepathic yeah. connections or, like, October's going to mm. be involved. But I keep getting this. And I'm like, we haven't really. I thought we had talked about yeah, it. But, but we not haven't. Really, yeah. Not fully. We've mentioned it a bunch. So I'm like, let's look. Let's dive on in. It. Telepathy. Telepathy. (laughs) Not tilapia. (laughs) Telepathy. No, I probably said it wrong. (laughs) Telepathy, no, is defined as, okay, the transmission, this is important, Mm -hmm. of information from one person's mind to another's without using any known human sensory channels or physical interaction. Hmm. So that's it's all through Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Like I said, him and Abra have that telepathic yeah. connection where they can just hear each other's yeah. thoughts and everything. So the word transmission is important because it kind of separates it a little bit from like clairvoyance. Okay. Like you have to be able to not just see things. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to transmit things. Nice. Does that okay. make sense? It does make sense. Okay. Yes. Yay. Um, it is a type of extrasensory perception or ESP. Also known as the sixth sense, second sight, or in this case, the shining. Okay. Uh, So think intuition, empathic abilities, clairvoyance, precognition. They're kind of all in the same sphere. Okay. While a lot of these often intertwine, there are key differences. So like empaths, it's more emotion-based. Telepaths, it's more like mind and thought-based. Telepathy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally like, I'm getting so tripped up I'm getting so frustrated. <laughs> I'm getting pissed. I totally forgot to mention I brought my emotional support stuffed animal in the studio with me today because I'm such a mess. I need a friend. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, fuck. Again, I'm okay. Hey, I promise. We're all right. 
All right, so telepathy comes from the Greek words tele, uh-huh. meaning distant, okay. and pathos, meaning feeling, perception, or experience. Okay. The origin of the concept seems to date back to the 19th century when the Society for Cyclical Research Resource. Research. <laughs> was formed. <laughs> Fuck me. This organization aimed to understand psychic or paranormal abilities and events. Okay. As mental phenomena were explored, phenomena, phenomena, the modern day concept of telepathy was born. Okay. Telepathy is considered to be a paranormal ability. Therefore, it does pop up in a lot of fiction, science it fiction. Does, I yes. know it's popped up like a thousand oh, times. Yeah, I think that's it. why I had assumed we had talked about yeah, it right, already. Right. The ability does seem to be more common in children, which mm-hmm. is explored in like the sixth mm-hmm. sense. Uh, because they do automatically trust their intuition and instincts, they're just eventually taught not to do that. Exactly. There are many types of telepathy, including Mm. precognitive or intuitive. Okay. So this deals with the transfer of information about the past, present, or future. Okay. Emotive, which deals with the transfer of emotions. Mm. And dream, which is communicating via dreams. Okay. All right. Now I'm like, ooh. Now you're like, I'm intrigued. That opened the door. Yeah, And that's what I'm like, maybe, I don't know, I might have some of this going on. I think you might. Not to toot my own fucking horn. But we've talked about that. Yeah, you can that, tell the difference between a dream and when you're getting a message from yeah, somebody so in a dream. Yeah, so it's definitely like like a clairvoyant kind of thing and mm-hmm. from my dreams. But, like, I don't know. I'm like, ooh, maybe I could, like, Tap start into talking it. to people. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'll get into connections in a minute, which I, is what I'm interested in. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, because I know, I think, personally, if you would— Put your fear aside. Oh, I think I could you be would a, unlock. Oh, I could be a yeah. medium for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I think we've probably talked mm-hmm. about this. I'm just like I can't even deal with my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging by a, the thinnest thread. <laughs> so I don't know if I should open that door. <laughs> All right, there are many different tele tele, tele mm, telepathic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say the word. How am I going to do it? I know, right? I'm like, this is what I have, and I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> There are many different telepathic activities one can dabble in, mm-hmm. including reading, which is hearing, seeing, sensing what is happening in someone else's mind. Okay. Which is probably like the most common. Communicating. So communicating thoughts to someone without speaking. Okay. Um, impressing or pushing, which was shown in the movie. And that's like planting an idea, thought, word, or image into another person's mind. Right. And controlling, which is influencing someone else's actions or thoughts. Okay. Right. Um, a telepathic connection is formed when two or more people can like go back and forth. So we could sit here and we could chat with each yeah. other. Um, people that shine. Together. Yes, together. <laughs> As a unit. Yes. <laughs> if you think of human consciousness like a radio, which is mentioned in the movie, uh-huh. telepathy, nope, would be like tapping into someone else's station yeah. or frequency. Right. When you align your own frequency with someone else's, you can telepathically connect without using the other senses. Wow. Okay. So it is a direct mental and emotional connection with someone. Interesting. I I wonder how many people have the ability to do that. I don't know. They haven't been able to, like, it's hard to prove. Okay. Um, But telepathic connections are supposedly really common in twins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, like, they can read each other's minds, Mm -hmm. et cetera. You've heard that kind of spiel. from Hill House. It's a twin thing. It's a twin thing. Um, The thought is that because they were born at or around the same time, 
shared yeah. the same, you know, right. <laughs> shared yeah. the same home for a bit. Right. Their radios are already set to the same station. Oh, interesting. Meaning it is easier for them to tune in to each other's frequencies because they're already there. That's super cool. I know. I really cool. want to like... Yeah. If you're a twin and you oh, have yeah. this connection, let us know. Yeah, I would like to dive into that more. So historically, telepathy <laughs> just keep, just go yeah, with it has been connected <laughs> to the performing art of mentalism. Ooh. Ooh, magicians would perform thought readings where they would identify hidden objects, guess what you were thinking, yeah. predict something, right. etc. Some claim to have had actual like paranormal psychic powers, while others admitted that it was purely like a magician's a trick. trick. Yeah. Um, some famous mentalists include Stuart Cumberland, mm. Alexander the Man Who Knows, uh-huh. Joseph Dunninger, the amazing Kreskin. Washington Irving Bishop, David Blaine. No, David Blaine. No, no. David Blaine. <laughs> and yes, Chris Angel. Chris Angel. is considered a mentalist. Whoa. I know. I don't want to fully dive into that topic because yeah. I feel like there's right. definitely movies or people we could oh, talk about. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. But I find it fascinating because mm-hmm. I think it's like. Well, wasn't Harry Houdini considered a mentalist? I think so, probably. Yeah. And you know what? It's really funny that you bring him up uh-huh. because we're talking paranormal. So um, enter Sir Arthur Conan, motherfucking there Doyle. Welcome to the party, everyone. So him and Harry <laughs> Houdini have joined. Welcome, our old friends. Um, he strongly believed in the ability, mm-hmm. and he tried to track down proof. Of course, which um, I I did mention it's like mm-hmm. tried. To, they've tried to prove it over many case studies right, right, over right. the years. Yeah, it, it it has not gone over well. Uh, but Sir Arthur Conan Doyle had been duped many times and was like, "Yes, these are the people," and then they've like exposed themselves as frauds, oh, and he bummer. was like. Fuck. Yeah. Right. God damn it. The Cottingley fairies. Dude, I love that motherfucker. I really do. I like, at first I hated him. Yeah. I've come around. I love him. I really love yeah. him. Um, this is where things like Zener cards come in. Yeah. Which we've talked about because that is a way that mm-hmm. they've used to like try to prove. Yeah. And where did they use those? Ghostbusters and. Um, she used them like a tarot deck in. Yeah, uh, the gift. The gift. Yep. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, Ghostbusters. Yep. They are mm-hmm. actually using them like for this purpose. Right. Um, but it is hard to prove, and many people claiming to have the ability have been exposed as frauds. Mm. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle thinks <laughs> otherwise, but you know what? Go off. Here's Harry Houdini with his face stash. <laughs> I am Harry Houdini. I've exposed you as exactly. A fraud. <laughs> so that's kind of where we leave off. Yeah, I definitely think it's a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I think. It's I, rare. Not that, I think it is I think rare. It's rare. I think more people could do it, but you know, you really, in my opinion, you've got to be like tuned the fucking like train. Oh my god, yeah, like an Olympic trainer. Well, that's why mentalists interest me because mm-hmm. I'm sure some of it or most mm-hmm. of it is you know parlor tricks. Mm-hmm. But I do think there are some people mm-hmm. that are really rocking on some kind of like mm-hmm. they're tapping into something oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And Chris Angel was one of them. I will get to that another day. <laughs> So I I don't know I like that this is my kind of shit oh yeah so I am yeah, glad yeah. you uh, did make me watch this movie I know and again I think all three of us thought it was something completely different it and is not I what I expected. did not want to watch it and yeah so one of my fun facts which is what I'm getting into this is considered to be a box office. Box office. Box office. <laughs> a box office flop. Was like it? it flopped. I think after the success of, like, the remake of It and stuff, they, mm. like, rushed into this. And uh. I don't think people were, like, as into The Shining. Like, the younger generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were banking on that. 
Didn't and that work. wasn't really the case. Oh, man, so I, like I said, you kind of want to know what's going on with yeah. The Shining if you're going to watch Maybe this. Maybe this is going to be one of those that's like a slow burn and you I it hope will so. be like a cult following. It, I loved it. I really, really loved it. Yeah. Go watch it. Um, there was supposed to be a prequel made about Dick Halloran, but I believe it got shelved after this flopped, uh, which is so disappointing because disappointing. I love that character. I love his character. It might be one of my favorite characters yes. in the horror film, and he got done so fucking dirty yeah. in the original Shining. I would love to see something yeah, about him. Yeah, that would be great. Um, Stephen King was inspired to write Dr. Sleep after reading about a cat in a nursing home who was believed to know when patients were going to die, which is where the cat comes in. I love that. The the thought that animals can shine, too, I think is a really interesting concept. Yeah, I love that. Um, He was also asked quite often, like, whatever happened to Danny Torrance after the movie. So then he was like, all right, fuck it. I'll do it. give you what you asked for. Um, I do think he, like, approved of this. Oh, nice. I okay. read like That's him cool. and Mike, Mike Flan Flan were, <laughs> <laughs> they got along. They were friends. Yes. Uh, Mike Flanagan recreated sets of the Overlook Hotel from blueprints acquired from Stanley Kubrick's estate. Dude. There is one scene that uh, it's like an office yes. where the office is to a T. It yeah. looks exactly like yeah, the Yeah, I even had you OG. pause that and I'm like, look at that. Let's like. To the they tea. did a like fantastic they really job. They did. There are little nods to the original movie and other King stories everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of Dark Tower references yeah. is what I was seeing. Um, and they used a lot of the same camera angles and scene compositions from The Shining. Mm-hmm. To, so it did really feel like it was in the same yeah. world. Yeah, I but think. so original. Original, you know what I mean? Yes. Not a ripoff, not a copy, not a remake. It definitely not a, could stand alone, yes. but they, it did feel like you were in the Stephen King universe. Yeah. Um, this is Mike Flanagan's second Stephen King adaptation after Gerald Game from 2017. I've, I've never, never seen heard that, of that, but I'm gonna go watch it go because check it out. I'm a flan. What did what did you call it? A flanalo. <laughs> a flanalo. <laughs> <I'm> a flanalo. <laughs> The True Nods costumes were designed with the idea that they picked up fashion from past centuries in which mm. they lived very similar to the Lost Boys. Oh, interesting. And I was thinking that when I was watching it. I'm like, yeah. they looked like travelers. Like, yes. they were just picking up pieces yeah. from everywhere. Yeah, I very think I said— Very steampunky. Yeah, and I think I said at one point when they were on the beach that it always—and the music, and it was, like, very you, 1940s, Yeah, you, like, 20s. couldn't place where yeah. they were from. Yeah. I like that. Um, the story plays with the idea of destiny, that we will all be brought back to the same place to face our mistakes and defeats until we learn from them. Because, like I said, it, it was a very full circle, full yeah. circle like yeah. Danny kind of dealt mm-hmm. with stuff his father went right. through and ended up where he was. Yeah. Um, and, like, the effects of alcoholism, is it's a very yeah. big theme in there, which right. I— I think you said like Stephen King suffered from, and I that's why so. he wrote yeah. The Shining, yeah, or like so. that element right. into The Shining. So that's I don't yeah. know. I think they did a good job with that too. Um, Rose the Hat exchanging flowers with Violet by a riverbank is homage to the iconic scene of a little girl giving flowers to the monster in Frankenstein. Mm, Very cute. cute. They refer to Snakebite Andy as a pusher, I mentioned, and that's, uh-huh. like, part of the telepathic ability. Right. 
This apparently pops up in other King stories, but X-Files fans out there will know that there's an episode called Pusher. Yeah, that's what you said. And there's a recurring character where this is his ability. He can push people to do things, and he's definitely telepathic. And I I just thought it was a term from that. Yeah. So it's cool to see that it it goes back even before that. That's super cool. Yeah, I would love to cover that episode. Mm -hmm. It's one of the all-time best X-Files episodes. Yeah, love it. Nice. Um, mine's set up like filing cabinets, mm. which you love. Yes. Um, that's common in Stephen King stories yeah. as well, specifically yeah. Dreamcatcher. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes out of Dreamcatcher. Yeah. So they like will go into their own minds and it's like a... It's fa- like a filing system. Yeah. yeah like all of drawers. their thoughts are yeah. in drawers. And isn't there something similar in Sherlock? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. I just doiled myself again. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he have like I a mind so. palace yes, or yes, something? Yes. Yeah. So it's very. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this is a mental technique for storing information that dates back to ancient Rome. Compartmentalizing. Yeah. Like yeah. this visual. That's yeah. interesting. Um, and last but not least, Danny Lloyd, who played Danny. In mm-hmm. the 1980s movie. Yeah. Makes a cameo at the baseball game. Oh, mm-hmm. cute. I know. I guess he retired from acting, but he said he would he would pop in. Oh, that's so I sweet. I know. I love that. Cute. Yeah, I like that. That's Dr. Sleep, man. That was great. That was great. Bring in the winter with the snowy uh, Overlook yeah. Hotel. That's what I wanted because I do always think of The Shining when winter hits because mm-hmm. it is very, you yeah. know, yeah. sets, sets the tone. Cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really want you to roast Jack Nicholson, side note. Okay, yeah. He's and you creepy. know what? I'm going to roast Stephen King at some point because while I love yeah. his stories, yeah. every time I do one of his projects, I read some things where I'm like, you know, hmm. you deserve a roast a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of roasts, speaking of roasts, (laughs) we're going to talk about that in a minute because I'm up. You're up. I'm up, and I'm doing Peter Pan today. No, it is a Disney film. You are going to roast it. (laughs) It's tradition. All right. So, animated adventure fantasy. Let's not forget the musical. (laughs) (laughs) Laura's absolute favorite thing in the world: a Disney musical. I don't really fuck with Peter Pan. Can I be honest? Yeah. This was like never my thing. Me, I, me either. I, me, no. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. This well, was a highly requested one for it sure. It was, it yeah. was. And I'm not going to roast it too bad oh, because, okay. you know, it's like Disney films, they're cool, you know. <laughs> not really. She but, says like I mean, through her teeth. <laughs> they're cool. You know. I mean, I watched myself some Disney films when I was little, <laughs> but this was never one that I um, would go back to Same. all the time, no. right? Um, but I watched it yesterday, and it was cute. Me mm-hmm. and October watched it together. Adorable. Uh-huh. Uh, based on the 1904—well, produced by Walt Disney, of course. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 14th in its repertoire. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on the 1904 play Peter Pan, or The Boy Who Wouldn't Grow Up. Oh, ouch. By J.M. Barry. Okay. Uh, the play was based on the introduction of Peter Pan in a novel mm-hmm. for adults in 1902 called The Little White Bird. An adult novel. Which was a very dark theme. Oh. You know, had some very dark <laughs> themes. So, oh, interesting. Huh. Um, in the novel, Peter Pan is introduced as a seven-day-old infant who believes he can fly. Um, okay. Right? (laughs) A seven-day-old infant? Okay. (laughs) I don't know. He used his imagination, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Interesting side note. Up until this point, uh, Disney films were released by RKO Pictures. 
Okay. And this would be the last film released by RKO before Disney founded its own distribution company. Oh, shit. Before Disney was really Disney. Yeah, Buena Vista. Isn't that what, what? it's called? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I'm not a Disney stan. Not a Disney. <laughs> I don't know all things Disney. Um, $4 million budget, 87.4 mil. Oh, so not bad. Yeah. Here is your cast. These are all people that we're not really going to know. Oh, okay. I mean, unless you are a Disney aficionado. <laughs> um, because they're typical people that are used throughout Disney films. Like the voice the actors. The voice actors, okay. yeah. Um, Bobby Driscoll played Peter Pan. Peter. Interesting side note here. I've got a lot of side notes. Oh, great. This kid played, he was in a seven-year contract with Disney, right? Okay. And he was a young kid. Um Three years. So when he was filming okay. uh, Peter Pan, yeah. uh, they had this like conference, you know, like a board meeting. We'll chat. All right. A board meeting and decided to end his contract three years early. Why? And not tell him <gasps> until after they released Peter Pan <gasps> and all of the marketing and all of that stuff was done. The kid comes into Disney Studios Uh-oh. one day and he's like, yeah, I'm not I'm ready like, to not, voice act. not really sure what's happening. Yeah, just like um, and like everybody refused to see him even Walt Disney, and had the secretary come out and say, your services are no longer needed. The kid was bawling. And that is why I am going to roast Walt Disney at some point. Roast that oh, motherfucker. Damn, I am. No, I don't he think, really deserves it. I don't it. think he was very nice. Uh, I don't know. No, I think it's like pretty well known that is he was it? a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah see, I don't know I'm a lot about him. I'm clutching my pearls. How dare you do that? <laughs> so, to a poor little kid. You know what? What a Go douche, fuck Walt yourselves. Disney. Wow. <laughs> All right, Catherine Beaumont is Wendy Darling, Paul Collins is John Darling, Tommy Lusk is Michael Darling, um, Hans Conried, Hans. I hope I said that, uh, played Captain Hook slash Papa Darling. Oh, okay. Um, Heather Angel is Mary Darling, or <laughs> Mama, Mama and Papa. Papa. And Bill Thompson as Mr. Smee. Me. All okay. right. Now, before we get into the plot, Uh-oh. let's talk about the fact that not only was the book problematic, oh, but so was this Disney, this Disney I film. I thought so. I was going to yes. ask you. They even put up a disclaimer before you watch it. No fucking shit. Yes. Uh, the portrayal of the Native Americans in this film yep. uh, is a no-go. Yeah, that's what I on thought. On so many levels. That's a no thanks from us. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just very problematic. Yeah. So, uh, the book... Considered racist. Oh no! Yes. Uh, yeah. So. See, I never was. Yeah, I didn't fuck with this one. Yeah, and I thought there was a reason. I'm yeah. like, I like, I don't even remember the last time I have seen it. To be honest, it's really funny. Like when you sit down as a child and you're not seeing, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like seeing, oh, the pirates and the. Well, that's why it's so fucked know, up, right? Because it slips in there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um. So here we go. Okay. Early 1900s London. Uh, the darling parents are getting ready to attend a party. Oh, my God. Okay. And they're running late. Oh, no. Uh, this is only compounded when Mr. Darling cannot find his cufflinks and realizes his boys, um, who are playing pirates, have used them for buried treasure. Do men actually wear cufflinks? That's a genuine question I have. I think people that dress fancy do. Oh, oh okay. I just, <laughs> I mean, if you're I just wearing haven't known any I fancy think, motherfuckers. Yeah. I think people still wear like cufflinks. Like, they still still sell them in the stores. I've seen them. So this is what I was going to say. Patrick Jake's not here. What do you think you would do if I bought him a pair of cufflinks? They're like shaped like a penis. No, Nick Cage's face. I want Nick Cage on a cufflink. Where would he wear them? 
everywhere. He'd probably put them in his ears, his earrings. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. We're on to something. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Dad blames the older sister, Wendy, for filling the boys' heads with tales of Peter Pan. Okay. And tells Wendy there will be no more stories. It is her last night in the nursery, and she will be moved to her own room. It is time to grow up. Okay, why are dads always fucking buzzkills? It's pretty harsh. Pretty <laughs> harsh. Pretty fucking harsh. Yes, George even takes the nanny, who happens to be a St. Bernard called Nana. Love that. Outside and ties her up. Oh. Time to realize you're a dog, Nana. No, he motherfucking did not. He sure did. Have he I sure ever did. seen this movie? I don't, I don't think I've ever, because I'm upset. I didn't see that coming. Not- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen this movie. I'm sure you've seen it at some point. Um, that night, Peter Pan and his fairy friend Tinkerbell mm-hmm. sneak into the nursery to find his shadow, which he lost. Oh, no. Wendy has confiscated it. She found it and hid it. How- she hid his shadow. <laughs> How does one? Okay. She hid it. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy catches him in the act and helps him sew his shadow on so he will not lose it again. Wow, when? She's taking care of him. You know what? She's got her fucking shit together. There you go. Peter admits that he comes to the nursery often because he loves to hear Wendy's stories about himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> when she tells him that Pop she has... motherfucker. <laughs> when she tells him that she has to grow up and leave the nursery, Peter realizes that there will be no more stories... About him. About him. No, hold on. And convinces Wendy <laughs> to go to his home in Neverland where she will never have to grow up. Now, wait a damn minute. <laughs> we can't have that. I'm going to kidnap you, essentially. <laughs> because I want to hear more stories about... Me. me. <laughs> it's all about me. Leo? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> we see very quickly that Tinkerbell is jealous of Wendy. Tinkerbell. I find that they, all the girls, you know, do not play well together in this film. I don't fuck with Tinkerbell. Again. Um, it's a running theme throughout the movie. And I also believe that they give Tinkerbell body issues. <laughs> There's a point when <laughs> the she's way you flung- said that. I'm sorry. That's not funny, but the I way know. you said that. Well, the, it, she's flying around the room and lands on this like mirror, like a handheld mirror. Yeah. And she's like looking at herself in the mirror and she's measuring her hips. No, she's fucking not. She is. Oh my god. No, yeah. See, no. And then at another, like in a like the subsequent scene, she's trying to fit through a keyhole because she gets trapped in the drawer <laughs> and she can't because her hips are too big. You know what? I don't like that. I don't fucking fuck with that. What's <laughs> wrong with you? God damn. Oh Leave my god. us hippolicious women alone. <laughs> fuck you, people. Without her consent, uh, Peter Pan gives the kids a little shake of her fairy dust. Without Tinkerbell's consent. Yes. There are he so just picks her up this. and shakes the dust off. You know what? I don't fuck with Peter Pan either. <laughs> and it's off to Neverland they go. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Upon arrival, they are yeah. instantly met with a ship full of pirates led by Captain Hook. Okay. Captain Hook has made it his mission to get revenge on Peter Pan for cutting off his hand. Oh. <laughs> which is why he has a hook. <laughs> and he feeds it to the crocodile. Crocodile. Yeah. Uh, they call TikTok, I think. Okay. Uh, who, after that tasty morsel of his hand, wants the rest of Captain Hook. He had a taste. <laughs> and relentlessly pursues him. He's got to have some more. After escaping, Hook attempts to shoot them out of the sky. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lord loves Disney so much. Yeah. Uh, T. <laughs> Maybe they didn't escape as they're flying in from London. I don't know. He attempts to shoot them out of the sky. But Tink, fueled by her jealousy of Wendy, flies ahead and convinces the Lost Boys. And that's (laughs) 
Not not Kiefer. Kiefer. <laughs> it is not Kiefer. Where's my dangly earring, you <laughs> sexy beast? They're a group of children that don't have mothers, so they say, okay. um, who live with Peter Pan. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. In Neverland. <laughs> Thank you. Tink yeah. convinces them to shoot the Wendy bird out of the sky. Okay. You know, because she wants to take Wendy out because she's jealous. <laughs> Damn. That's some cold-ass shit. That's some rude-ass shit. <laughs> Supposed to have each other's backs, girls. Yeah. Peter tells Tink to take a hike. He like finds out and he's like, You're banished. Has he had enough of her? <laughs> You're banished. You can't do that shit. Wow. <laughs> now, John and Michael, along with the Lost Boys, are captured by the Native Americans living on the island and accuse them of kidnapping the chief's daughter named Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily. Right. Okay. But we come to find that it is actually Hook that kidnapped Tiger Lily to get her to divulge Peter Pan's. Like where his hideout is. Oh, for God's sake. Because he's, Give it up. you know, he's coming after Peter Pan. Well, he took the hand. He did. <laughs> he kind of deserved it. Just a little bit. You did was chop it my ever hand off. explained why the hand was chopped off? They were fighting. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They've been arch nemesis. The next time me and you get in a fight, bitch, look out. <laughs> the hand is coming. I'm lopping that bitch definition, off. You can just lop your fucking hand off. <laughs> Uh, Peter frees Tiger Lily and returns her to her family. Mm. They have a big celebration for Peter. Not good. <laughs> not good. Uh, the tune in there. Oh, the tune. Oh, no. 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 It's called Why is the Red Man Red? Are you fucking serious? Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's my just God. so inappropriate. We do not. I just, we have to, like, all jokes aside, we do not condone that fucking shit. Oh, my shit. gosh. Absolutely not. Again, I don't think I have seen this movie no, since I was Apparently, a kid. I've never seen it. I don't even know where I'm at. Oh, my gosh. And then Wendy becomes jealous of Tiger Lily. That's how we, okay. We're mm-hmm. going back there. You know, because. Apparently, everybody likes Peter Pan. Yo. All the girls like Peter Pan. Are y'all looking at the same thing? Like, <laughs> Oh, is, my gosh. Is it the green? Is it the, is it the green leotards? <laughs> Does it for me. Does it for me. Oh, my gosh. And Hook, being the smarty pants that he is, yeah. takes the opportunity to cash in on Tinkerbell's jealousy issues okay. and convinces her to give up Peter Pan's hideout. Oh, my God. Mm. After all of these shenanigans, Wendy sees the forest through the trees, literally, and makes the adult decision Mm. that it's time for her and the boys to grow up and head back home. Hey, everyone. Grow the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Enough of these childish antics. Uh, The Lost Boys want to come as well, but Peter is knocked down. Okay. He refuses to grow up. He's not doing it. You know what? Fucking leave him. They did. Good. They did. <laughs> Good. But as the gang heads out, they are captured by Hook. Oh, my God. Leaving a bomb for Peter. Oh. Tinkerbell <laughs> saves Peter just in the nick of time because, you know, she feels bad. Yeah. Um, and they head off to rescue the gang. Okay. Just before Hook makes them walk the plank. Not the plank. Yes. Hook and Peter have it out. Hook ends up overboard, chased by the crocodile. Okay. Uh, Peter takes the ship, sprinkles it with Tink's fairy dust. That would have to be a lot of fairy <laughs> dust. <laughs> Logistically speaking. And drops the kids off at home. Okay. Minus the Lost Boys. They decide to stay with Peter Pan. Ugh, come on, Lost Boys. You could have got out. You could have got out. And you could have become vampires. <laughs> Yeah. The parents arrive home just in the nick of time. <laughs> nick of time. Oh, my God. There he is the, again. To see the ship heading off into the clouds. Okay. Papa recognizes <laughs> it from when he was a kid. Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> because, you know, 
once you're an adult, you forget uh, uh, what it's like. That's interesting. To be a child. Yeah, right? that is sad. I'm yeah. heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heartbroken. And that is the end. Okay. Of this wow. Film. Sound you know what? I know a lot of people love this, but yeah. that sounded like a hot turd. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just not for me. I don't know why. I could say I, I probably mean, will I not can't watch see it again. why. It seems like it was rather problematic, actually. It was a problematic yeah. on so many levels. <laughs> You're like, no, it was like <laughs> really problematic. All right, here are a few fun facts. Okay. Walt Disney was not happy with this film. Okay. He thought Peter Pan was portrayed as a cold, unlikable character, which he is. He's very emotionless. I tend to agree. I don't like Peter. It's all about him. Yeah. I think we could call him a narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But experts on J.M. Barry, the author, called it a success, insisting that he wrote Pan as a heartless sociopath. Uh, Well, so you hit the nail on the motherfucking head. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. In the beginning scene, Nana is giving the kids a tonic, you know. A G&T. A G- <laughs> no. <laughs> no G&T. It's like a liquid on a spoon, oh, you know. okay. A syrup. A, a syrup. <laughs> it seems it was quite common during this time to give kids a soothing syrup. A syrup. To control their behavior. And these often turned out to consist of many different narcotics, <laughs> including morphine. <laughs> Oh my god! You're slipping your fucking kid morphine syrup. This will shut him up. The fuck's wrong with you? Welcome back, Jake. What year was this? Nineteen. Well, that he wrote the story. Oh, you said like nineteen ninety four or something. Yeah. God, how did we make it? You know. That's why there was cocaine and coke. <laughs> she won't ever let okay. that go. In the play, the Lost Boys are explained as infants who fell out of their prams or strollers yeah. while their nannies weren't looking. Whereas Pan is a permanent resident of Neverland, the Lost Boys are just temporary lodgers. Aww. And if they appeared to be growing up, Peter was not above thinning out the herd. Overpopulation <laughs> and challenging his way of doing things. He'd just kill them in Wait, the stories. In the, in the book? Yeah. the fuck is this story? <laughs> so he kills them again. They're to die twice. They fell out of their pram. Ew. They, they were so high on morphine they couldn't feel it, though. Don't feel too bad. Oh, yeah. Everyone fact check Jake's back in the room. That's what I just said. We're asleep. I don't I know. I said, welcome back, Jake. I was too busy thinking about how fucked up Peter is. Well, there are several stories because he wrote the first one, which was the adult story, and then he went on to write another story and then another story. So Pan ap- appears in many of his stories. Pan. But, yeah, so he'll just, uh, you know. He takes them out. Take them out. Got it. Yeah. J-R-R-R. J-R-R. Not from Dallas fame. <laughs> Who shot J.R.? J.R.R. Tolkien was a fan. Uh-huh. Uh, Neverland and the Lost Boys were a big influence on Middle Earth. Don't, don't tell me and that. And Peter was an influence on the elves. Peter Pan. Don't tell me that. I don't like that. <laughs> Peter Pan has been around for 120 years. Oh my God. And although Is not. It time to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> although not a Christmas film, the okay. play ran during the holiday season when plays 
would run because they were like plays <laughs> geared towards children. Oh yeah, tended to run during the holiday season. Okay, uh, so it quickly became a part of Christmas tradition in London and New York, eventually spreading all over the world. I mean, this is a beloved. I know, and we love it. Shit out of it. I'm so gosh. sorry. And now you're gonna feel bad. I'm really not though. Because when Barry passed away in 1937, he left all proceeds, oh, fuck. including royalties in perpetuity, to the Great Ormond Street Hospital for Sick Children in the UK. Well, that's kind of the least you can do because... <laughs> Leanne's like, nope, I don't feel bad. I re- seem like you put some not great shit in there. I don't... <laughs> so... All right, so there's some... <laughs> There is some symbolism to the characters, right? Peter Pan represents eternal youth. Yeah. Captain Hook represents the (laughs) oppressive paternal forces in society. Wow. Yes. Go for it. Flying. If you think happy thoughts, you can fly mentally and emotionally. (laughs) Hey, I'm trying to fly high any chance I get. Fairies, of course, symbolize the magic. Yeah. Of the movie or the book. And the ticking clock represents, you know. We all got to go sometime. That's right. Time is ticking. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think in Dr. Sleep, didn't one of the characters say, like, the, I think he says, like, the world is one big hospice because we're all dying every day. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> that made me real uncomfortable. <laughs> He's like, are you uncomfortable with death? No. He's like, I don't give a we're fuck. All-, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what is my damn lesson? Oh, my God. I don't know. Like, what is Peter Pan anyway? I, a douche. <laughs> what? Yes. This is a beloved character. <laughs> like, fuck Peter Pan. Fuck Walt Disney. <laughs> I'm spicy today. Um, many people believe him to be a fairy, but he oh, is not. He's not a fairy. No. no. Barry claims he is a boy okay. who learned to communicate with nature. Aww. And so then he learned to fly like the birds and he could speak like he oh. could speak with the elves. Speak to like the trees. Yeah, well, the fair like he <laughs> well. understands what Tink is saying. Like he understands oh. her language. Okay, you know cute. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um he is partially based on himself. <laughs> oh, the writer. The writer. <laughs> He partially based Peter Pan on himself oh, okay. to mirror his own feelings of an outsider in British society. Okay. But it was also based on Barry's older brother, David, who passed away right before his 14th birthday as a result of an ice skating accident. God. It affected him on a very deep level okay. that although he would continue to age, his brother never would. He would always be remembered as a child. Aww. And it gives the phrase, the boy who would never grow up, a whole new meaning. Okay. Ouch. Yeah. You, you panged my heart a little there. there. Barry's mother had 10 children, but by 1929, when Barry finally published his play, only one of his nine siblings was still alive. Apparently, there's some weird stuff happening in that family. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what the fuck happened over there? (laughs) What the heck was going on? They were giving them morphine tonics. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Morphine syrup. Yeah. (laughs) So I thought I would talk about Pan. Oh, the Greek god. Let's go back. Oh my god. Let's Here we go, go back again. to our favorites, right? It's been right? a while since you've talked about the yes, Greeks. Yes, yes. Yeah. In the original play, Mrs. Darling claims that she heard of Peter Pan, okay. claiming he was a fairy-like spirit who accompanied children on their way to heaven after passing. 
Okay, ow. Yeah, she is essentially describing the Greek god Hermes, who also happens to be the father of Pan, which inspired the name Peter Peter Pan. Pan. Okay, I like that. Yeah, so who is Pan? Uh, You know what? I honestly don't know. Right? Tell me. Well, he's considered one of the oldest Greek gods and the most referenced in Greek mythology. Okay, and then and then there's me. I'm like, I don't know. I have no <laughs> I've idea. I've never heard of him before. <laughs> well, I mean, you often say, I don't know anything about Greek mythology. Yeah, right? and wow, has the universe really <laughs> turned around and kicked my ass on that one. The Greek god of nature, mm-hmm. woodlands, and pastures. Worship of this god began in rustic areas far from city dwellers, so did not have temples like Pan did not have temples erected to him like a lot of the other gods, you yeah. know. And yes. like when you say the word erected, it makes me giggle. Okay. <laughs> You're dirty. <laughs> His temple was nature itself. Lord, that's right up your alley. Uh, I know. He was the ruler of shepherds, hunters, Ooh. and rustic music. <laughs> Rusted root. <laughs> Send me on the way. <laughs> uh, residing in the enchanted forest of Arcadia with his mm. fellow mystical friends, the nymphs and the satyrs. Oh. Uh, because he ruled nature and animals, Pan's appearance was interesting. Below the waist, he had the body of a goat. Okay. And above the waist, he was human. Yeah. Although often seen with horns atop his head. And not a not a typical good looker. <laughs> oh, Lord, <laughs> roast him! <laughs> like all Greek gods, He's ugly as fuck. <laughs> not attractive. <laughs> like all Greek gods, Pan had many. I can you can say to him like Pan. We Pan. cannot talk. Oh my God, Pan had many gifts. Many gifts. <laughs> Nailed it. (laughs) He had enormous strength. Uh, He liked to jog. He could could run for hours. Jogging. (laughs) Jogging. He never got hurt. Okay. He could shape shift objects and teleport himself back and forth between Earth and Mount Olympus with ease. Mm -hmm. And he was considered quite the comedian. Well, he was so ugly, he had to make up for it somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, apparently all the gals liked him, so yeah. yeah, it didn't matter. It must have been his sense of humor. Yeah. That must be it. <laughs> um, but Peter Pan, kind of similar, right? Yeah, I could see Lives it a little bit. Lives in nature. Yeah, there were elements in there. Kind of, Neverland is kind of an enchanted forest. Yeah. Mystical beings. And he also is seen playing the pan flute often in the movie. <laughs> Dude, was Ron Burgundy inspired? <laughs> By Peter, By Pan? Peter Pan, yeah, possibly. I'm gonna draw a line. <laughs> I'll get there. And that's really all that there was about Pan. Now we talked about Puck earlier. I was gonna say and it's kind, kind of feeling of, similar to me. Yeah, they kind of like overlap a lot a of crossover there. Okay. Yeah, but um, so that's kind of what I have on Pan. I like that. But what about Peter Pan and pop culture? Pop culture. Pop I don't know. Culture. Uh, countless films, books, yeah. games, merch. Songs. Oh my God, songs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Songs. Yeah. He appears as the bad guy in the TV series Once Upon a Time. I've still never seen that. I know, okay. I love it. Um, 1991, I think my favorite hook mm-hmm. was Robin Williams. Directed, I do like that. Directed by Steven Spielberg. No shit. Is that a fucking Steven Spielberg? <laughs> I do not know that man's films. I don't know what he looks like either. Honestly, do you I not? Just, it just hit me that you don't know what Steven Spielberg looks yes, like. Yes, you absolutely do. We saw a, a video featuring him the other day, and you were like, "Is that what he fucking looks like?" Oh, oh well, I just found out. I already forgot. <laughs> not memorable. <laughs> oh my god! Did 
he's like the greatest director of all time. Unmemorable is a pretty good way to describe how he looks, yeah, to be like, fair. I really can't. Just looks like, a, you know, a regular, like a dude. regular guy. Joe Plummer. <laughs> Making movies. Um, of course, we have Michael Jackson's favorite. Uh, this was his favorite film, and he named his home the Neverland Ranch. Some problems coming. Yep. <laughs> coming from left and right today. Okay. <laughs> Um, author J.M. Barry commissioned in 1912 a statue of Peter Pan. Okay. And since then, a total of seven have been cast from the original mold. Wow. Residing in Belgium, London, Australia, Canada. Yeah. And there's even one here in the United States. We got to go see it's it. It's in Camden, New Jersey. You know what? <laughs> Another reason to go to Jersey. I love Jersey. <laughs> For the Sopranos tour. That's yeah. where I'm going. All right. It even has a syndrome named after it. I did know that. Yeah. yeah. Peter Pan syndrome or failure to launch syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> it's failure to launch. As you may have guessed, it relates to individuals who physically um, physically grow but not emotionally. Okay. They avoid growing up at all costs. Yeah. And uh, do I have Peter Pan syndrome? I was going <laughs> to tell say. me right now. Laura's <laughs> <laughs> reading it and she's I'm having like, like an existential crisis. <laughs> I'm like, are you good? She's I know, like, hold like, on. Drifting. <laughs> oh my God. I've just diagnosed myself. <laughs> I've done what no man could. <laughs> I mean, that's I figured, the fucking I truth. figured it out. <laughs> the light bulb. Oh, this shit. is a light bulb moment. <laughs> oh my God. And that is Peter Pan. Well, hey, I did want to. There is kind of like a connection to the Lost Boys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the name, like. Uh, you know, they I don't think grow so. up. I didn't see anything. Yeah, well, in my mind, yes. there is. Like, they yeah. don't grow up. I would think they that never that's grow why old. they were called, or, you know, why that came to be. Yeah. yeah. I think it was also really cool how he had a connection to Hermes, because um, Peter Pan is actually a psychopomp in the story. Um, oh, like yeah. I talked about in one of my witch whispers, mm. and so is uh, Hermes, so that's oh, pretty cool. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you don't know, over on Patreon, Fact Check Jake does a mm-hmm. witch whisper every month, and he, yeah, you talked about psychopomps. That was yeah. really interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And you said Peter Pan. What is a psychopomp? Karen from Greek mythology is the perfect example of ferrymen between life and death. Uh, they yes. will transition someone's soul to yeah. death. Not like reap them, not right. kill them, but like move them from yeah. this world to the underworld. Well, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I said. He yeah. helps children he helps transition. transition. Oh, cute. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. An, I like that angle. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. There you go. You know what? I love Are you going to run out and watch Peter Pan? You know what? It's my new favorite. Is it going to be on October's top (laughs) ten? You know what? I think we might. (laughs) I think we might skip that one. Really? I don't know. (laughs) Fuck. I mean, there has to be something said that it lasted this long, and it's considered, you know, a beloved story. But yeah, definitely has definitely has some issues that I'm not down with. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it just never spoke to me. Yeah, I mean, it just was not my. Even though I have Peter Pan syndrome, (laughs) (laughs) looks like I was trying to avoid it at all costs. So I didn't have to come face to face with myself. (laughs) That's the real reason I don't like it. And that's the tea. It's like looking in a mirror. (laughs) No, no. Yeah, it just like never resonated with me. Um, But I, you know, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people find it super magical. I'm sorry we roasted. um, I I do apologize. (laughs) But not too much. (laughs) I am going to roast Walt Disney at some point. Dude, I look forward to that day. I'm getting my fucking popcorn and milk duds. Damn. Sign me up, bitch. Yeah, we're going to start doing roasts Mm -hmm. in the new year. Yeah. That's a new new thing coming. 
<laughs> It'll be fun. So look out. Yes. Uh, put Walt Disney and Stephen King on the list. Oh, jeepers. Oh, jeepers. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> We're just going to tackle the big dogs. No big deal. All right. Well, another one in the books. I liked that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. It was a good one. Up top. Woo! You know what? December, off to a good start. Here we go. Hey, you know what? Let's let's kick off another good start. Let's have a killer quote this week. We've been slacking. Oh, yeah, we have. We it's have time. been slacking. All right, let's do it. All right, I'm going to read it. Okay. I don't feel I need to explain my art to you, Warren. That's from Empire Records. Ooh. Sent in by Miss Fox. I love that movie. That's, that's such an a good underrated movie. movie. I yeah. feel like that's still like, it's in the cult classic. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. That is a I good really, one. I haven't seen that in forever. Mm. Maybe I'm going to go watch yes, that. I'm in the it. vibe. All right. Do it. Thanks for sending that in. Thanks for hanging with us. Yep. And we'll catch you uh, next week for more fun and frivolity. For more winter fun. Ooh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. <Ooh. laughs> All right. Love you guys. All right. TTFN. Cut, print, check, gate. Moving on.